Welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, where we bring you insights into everyday human behavior and help you to change your habits, change your life and transform yourself. I'm your host and brother, Ibrahim Salaman, the Human Habit Guy, a street scientist in the school of everyday life. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the podcast. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, all praise and all thanks due to Allah. Hi everyone, I hope you are good and well in good health and imam of faith, inshallah. And welcome back to another episode of the Human Habit Podcast. And inshallah, in today's episode, I have a very, very special guest, my dear brother, T.O. Smith. Someone who has made some big decisions in his life in recent years. And it takes courage and iron will to make big decisions in your life that change the course of your life. So without further ado, I want to first and foremost welcome my brother, T.O. Smith. Welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, bro. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thank you for having me on. No, no, so mashallah, it's a pleasure. It's my pleasure and an honor, bro, and to have you on the podcast. And inshallah, I'll be picking your brains for your life Inshallah. For your life, <laughs> for your life experience, journey, and knowledge of inshallah. So without further ado... And I know in recent years you made some big decisions, and which we'll get onto in a minute. Yep. Um, but just take us a little bit back into your and uh, the journey of your life story, where you were born, where you're from, and how's that shaped who you are today? Yeah. So my name is Theo Smith. Uh, 26 years old, Sheffield, born and raised. Um, like I said, I was raised quite local around here, uh, Firth Park. Went to primary school around here as well. Um, I've been raised uh, Catholic, went to Catholic schools, primary school and secondary school. I've always been quite an active kid growing up, doing different sports, football, boxing, tie boxing, swimming, rugby. Always been quite a sociable guy, um, <laughs> enjoy spending time with friends. And yeah, as you mentioned, um, I took my shahada um, just under a year and a half ago. Uh, it was actually Christmas Day, oh, not right. last Christmas, Christmas before the yeah. 25th of December. Um, 2021 or 20, 20 no 2020 that 20 it was not the one just gone 21 oh, so it was 20, 20 yeah yeah, yeah. December 20, 20. December 20 yeah. yeah my life's always been changing quite a lot anyway but yeah. alhamdulillah um, definitely coming to Islam has been the, the greatest blessing of my life so far mashallah what about your parents? Are your parents strictly religious people themselves? Um, not stri- not strictly. Um, so I come from a, a mixed heritage background. Um, my father, who's Jamaican, uh, my mother, who's English. Okay. Um, my 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 dad's parents came to um, England when they were quite young. Yeah. I think my nanan was roughly around twenty. Yeah. Um, my granddad roughly around the same age. Yeah. Um, so they came in in the Windrush generation. Yeah. Um, and my other side, um, uh, English, Irish. Yeah, um, so yeah, they've they've always been oh, okay, yeah. always been here in England. Yeah, so yeah. Um, definitely some some challenges being raised <laughs> as, a, as a mixed race child as well. Yeah, growing up. But was it what about the area Firth Park? Do you say Firth Park? Yeah, yeah, Firth. So like I say, I grew up in Firth Park. Um, in the Sheffield area. Yeah, yeah. those were from around here, no, especially back then. It was it was pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm grateful for, for all the journey. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's, there were some times where it, it wasn't the best place to be raised. Um, yeah. Why? Like, was, it, was it racism or was it just a um, rough area? Was it just yeah, it was, it was rough area, sometimes racism. Um, like I said, my mum, I'm, I'm grateful for my mum. She's, uh, she's always been my greatest protector. Yeah. So like I said, when I was young, 
literally we could only make we could only really play on the small garden, you know, in the front of the house. Yeah. We weren't allowed on the road. Yeah. Um, countless times, I remember my mum waking us up and saying, "Look, you're not going to school. The car's gone. Like someone's stolen the car overnight." Yeah. Or you hear shouting. You hear yeah. all sorts of madness going off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it was a it was definitely a journey. It was definitely a journey, yeah. but. Um, you said that you was into your family, was into sports. Was it your dad's side or your mum's side, or was it um, into family? Yeah, so it, it wasn't so much that they was into sports themselves. Um, they was always just really engaged with us and always prompted us to to do more. Yeah. Um, so I, I know my dad. He used to tie box when he was younger. My mum's not really done much sports, but yeah. like I said, I've, I've got to be grateful because they've always pushed me, you know, to do the extra curriculum stuff. Yeah. Um. So like I said from a young age, I started swimming when I was younger. I used to swim for South Yorkshire and oh. compete at Ponds Forge around the country. Um. Yeah. In swimming so that's races. Like a high level, like yeah. Yeah, I was um I was one of the fastest swimmers in England uh, at a certain point when I was like around meters or eleven. Yes, yeah, so I used to uh, hundred and two fifties. Um, yeah. The long, the long distance was never for me. <laughs> never for me. I'm more of a sprinter sort yeah. of person. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so from there spilled over. Um, I started tire boxing when I was around six. Yeah. Um, I had quite a few fights uh, as a tire boxer. Then I went back to went to boxing. Um, I had a handful of, of amateur fights there. Um, back to tire boxing, and then yeah, now I am. Um, yeah, I still do a bit of tire boxing and, yeah. and more than often just go to so the gym. Do you think sports give you that, you know, like sports sometimes gives you the mindset to develop a positive mindset and the resilience? Yeah, I think I think regardless of whether it's sports or exercise, I think it's important to have a healthy body and a cleansed body. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It's important, it's, it's important to, to have a, a clean spirit and, and be close to Allah. Yeah. It's also important to have a clean body and, and feel good in yourself. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's going to the gym, training, playing football, sort of just pushing my body to a, yeah. a limit. Is It's essential for my weekly regime just because with work I can get stressed, so I need somewhere to, to stress relief. Yeah. Um, and as well, just get the... Get the good feeling. Yeah, you feel every, good. Every, yeah, yeah, that's it. You feel that's good, it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, definitely. You feel positive emotion running through your chemistry, innit? Yeah, that's it. I've got. Do you know what I mean? My my body's been pushed to limits. I'm, yeah. I'm working hard, um, yeah. and then I don't feel as guilty when I rest. Yeah. If I rest and I've not exercised, then yeah. I feel guilty. So <laughs> yeah, you feel bad and obviously. <laughs> yeah, that's so what what inspired you uh, to embrace Islam? Was there a story, an experience, or someone? Yeah, so Alhamdulillah, I've got to be grateful um, because before before Islam, uh, I had very very little exposure to to Islam, and I was also upon many of the Western people who confuse culture and religion. Yeah, because a lot of people do that. It's a it's a, it's a common issue. Yeah. Um, prior to me accepting Islam. Um, I was always someone who sort of have done quite. I've always kind of been the yeah the kid who, who does well for himself. Whether I've worked hard and I've been able to have nice cars and yeah, nice clothes, yeah, nice sure. clothes, or sure. I was a bit of a charm with the ladies. Yeah. And, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, in all honesty, to put it blunt, bluntly, I was basically a man who was just chasing desires. Yeah. Strictly just chasing my desires. Yeah. Um, for a number of years, probably from being 17, 18, yeah. until I took my shot. That's normal also for a young man. It is, it is yeah. normal, it is normal. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was probably someone who, I always strived to achieve my desires, but I did pretty much achieve what I desired yeah. at the time. Yeah. And then, yeah, I remember it was 
yeah, like I said, around three months before I took my shahada, um, I just remember sitting and reflecting on where I was at the time yeah. in comparison to a few years before and where, what I was trying to do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was, I, I was a little bit shocked because what I was dreaming for or hoping for two, three years ago, I sat there and I thought, I've, I've done it. I've accomplished it. Like, yeah. is, is this it? Like, yeah. and then sort of when that settled in, um, it really just hit, it really just hit home. Sort of like, look, the only thing I'm chasing is my desires. Yeah. The main two things I were desiring, I achieved. Yeah. And I felt barely any fulfillment. Yeah. I, so I, you, you felt you didn't, like the happiness you or the, the expectation. Yeah, the expectation of, of what, what I thought I would, I would feel, yeah. it wasn't there. Yeah. Um, like Marshall, I had a nice car, I had money, I had everything else I desired yeah. in my personal life. Yeah. It, it meant nothing. Yeah. It meant nothing. Like I said, although I was raised as a, a Catholic within a Catholic family, and this is the thing, my family, although the Catholics, they're more cultural Catholics yeah. than actually religious yeah. They don't read the Bible often. They don't recite prayer often. Yeah. But what you find with a lot of English people is just culturally... Yeah. They say, "Oh, I'm Christian because yeah. it's like it's Christmas. A lot of people celebrate Christmas without the religious exactly, people, exactly. It's like a culture, isn't it? like it's culture, yeah. yeah, and it's a it's a big difference. Um, so that moment of reflecting, you just suddenly reflected deeply on your achievement and the expectation and the happiness and fulfillment you thought yeah, would well, bring you, but when you actually achieved it, you realized. Well, it's, it wasn't there so you kind of think well this can't I, be I felt, like, I yeah. felt nothing I felt nothing yeah. uh, and like I said being raised as a Catholic although yeah. the family wasn't very religious yeah. um, it never really sunk in my heart Christianity yeah. um, I suppose as, as a mixed race person yeah. um, being raised by being raised around predominantly white people yeah. in white schools yeah. um, in a Catholic school where all you see is a white Jesus yeah experiencing racism in, in some aspects yeah. um, only naturally I think it didn't it didn't resonate with me yeah. enough so what was your thought process what were you saying to yourself because I tell you a funny story one of my favourite stories I tell people is and I've been telling this story for like several years and I promised myself I'll never get tired of it <laughs> <laughs> there was a legendary tale of a crazy Somalian guy yeah. he used to walk around the street talking to himself so everyone knew Mr. Crazy Guy mm. innit? in the community like, he was obviously insane yeah. but one day someone actually went up to him and, and said yo Cham I, I've been investigating I even find out his name yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they said yo Cham listen yeah you always talk to yourself what do you talk about that's what they said mm. to the crazy guy why his reply has become wisdom it's become yeah. like legendary so there's two versions each one is funnier than the other one <laughs> <laughs> The first version, legend has it, he replied, listen, I'm not the only one who talks to myself, I only make myself to hear what I'm saying. Mm. So, <laughs> <Not sure. laughs> so, so basically he's saying he's doing what me and you call thinking or having thoughts, but he's only doing it out loud. Out loud. Out loud. Yeah. But the second one's even more funny, he said, listen, I'm not the only one who talks to myself. He said, everybody talks to themselves. The only difference is I argue with myself. Yeah, he answers himself back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I argue and I beat myself. So the reason why I became interested in that was because I overcame like several bad habits and it stemmed from like hanging about with bad, in, like mm-hmm. wrong friends and wrong path, yeah? Like a lot of bad habits. So I used to think, and also being born as Muslim, like I knew these were bad. Mm. So now whenever you do something that you know is not bad, so you're going to have like guilt or conscience in it. Mm-hmm. So I used to think to myself, 
like the crazy guy would say you're talking to yourself, but I would say me and you would call it thinking or having yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. So, and I realized that what we call thinking is just really, um, it's like talking to yourself, but you're asking yourself questions because it takes the form of a question. So I used to ask, man, why is change hard? Mm-hmm. Do you see? Because I was trying to quit these bad habits yep. and I'm thinking, why is change hard? Then from, obviously, I and mean, like many questions like, why do we have so much trouble making choices? Why are we oblivious to the consequences? And many other questions like, how do we change? But yeah. the point I was trying to get to was, I used to think, then I became interested, this story, when I heard it, I heard it from an Islamic scholar, and he was telling it in the context of learning. He said, look, you can learn anything you want, and he was telling specifically, said, you can become a Quran Hafid. But mm-hmm. he said, and the only reason you won't do it is because you tell yourself, oh, I don't have the time, or yeah, this is hard. You make excuses. Yeah, this way, this way he said. So, and then, and, then, and then that's when he busted out that story. He said, mm-hmm. listen, there was a story of yeah, a crazy yeah, guy. Yeah, and then yeah. that story. So I became interested in how our, what we call thinking, or self-talk, mm-hmm. how that shapes our everyday thinking, and how that shapes our decision-making. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was saying, like, well, you know, that's when I go to the point of saying, what was your thought process like? Now you're thinking, man, what was it like? Were you thinking, like, I'm imagining what you're doing now. You're, in your mind, obviously, you probably won't do that out loud. You're doing it in your heart. And you're thinking, what? I've got the car. I've got the maybe, you know, missus or whatever. You've got the money. You've got this, but you still feel, like, empty. Or you're not, you know, so I'm thinking, what was your yeah, thought yeah, well, process? Yeah. Well, that's it, because although I was, I was raised Catholic, I didn't, I didn't really believe in the religion. Yeah, but that's I have always believed in a creator. I've yeah. always believed in a God. Yeah. And I've always, I've always believed, as a human, I yeah. need to be grateful. Because everything I had, I knew was through no doing of my own. It's a gift, yeah. It was all a gift. Yeah. Even the things I thought I'm good at, I wasn't good at it because I deserved to be good at it. Yeah. Only naturally, I found certain things easier than others and I trained hard or yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I remember at the time when I was reflecting, same again, that I've achieved all my desires and I don't feel anything. Yeah. I was, I basically made an effort once every day. Mm. I used to sit in, in silence yeah. and meditate for 30 minutes yeah. and just just sit and just resonate and just, just clear my head and just, yeah. just be at one. Um, at that time, I stopped drinking, I stopped smoking, yeah. I stopped seeing women. Um, I just thought I just need some time on my own just to reflect yeah, and just good, yeah. just try and find something. Yeah. And subhanAllah, from the very first the very first time I sat there in my living room and meditated, yeah. I remember I'd clear my head, yeah. I'd, I'd think of nothing, and then the Quran would come to my head. In my head, I could just see a mashid yeah. from the floor. So I'd like be, imagery, like yeah, imagery. In, and come out of what I'd call a meditation or whatever. Yeah. And same again, I'd, I'd think to myself, why? Why am I thinking about Islam? And why, yeah. am I, why does the Quran keep coming to my head? Yeah. Like my ignorance of, of Islam was quite extreme because this this thought process happened every single day for around two or three weeks yeah. before I actually started taking it on board. Yeah. Um, like my ignorance was that extreme. I even remember saying to myself, why am I thinking about the Quran yeah. when I'm not Pakistani, I'm not Somalian, so yeah. I can't be Muslim. Yeah. That was what I generally told myself. Yeah. And that's how ignorant I was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, every day I continued meditating. The Quran kept coming to my head yeah. every single day. And subhanAllah, this is what I say, alhamdulillah, it's, it has been because Allah chose so when me. When did you inquire? When did you inquire and think, okay, let me investigate this, or you give it extra attention? Yeah. So like I said, it literally got to the point where I couldn't ignore it. Yeah. Because every single day this is happening. Popular, yeah, it yeah. keeps coming to my head yeah. in my meditation. It comes to my head every day. Yeah. Um, so I reached out um, to a good friend of mine uh, called Faisal. Um, he's from Sheffield also, yeah. um, and he was the only 
real Muslim person I knew. Yeah. Um, he was a revert himself yeah. at the time. He was a revert around a year and a half. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was on my thought, I need to reach out to him. Um, and one day, a few of me and my friends were all on PlayStation. Uh, I think we were playing FIFA. Yeah. Um, and Faisal came in the party. Yeah. Um, and when he was talking, I said, "Oh, I said Faisal, and I said, are you still Muslim?" Yeah. <laughs> and he was, um, he might not appreciate me saying me this, saying this, but he got his guard. He's like, "Yeah, I'm Muslim. Why? Why? What, 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 what have you got to say?" And I'm like, oh, I said, "I said, I'm just. I said, I'm interested. I said, yeah. I said, I don't know much about Islam. I said, but something's drawing me towards it. Yeah. Uh, but I said, I'm just interested, just to learn a little bit more. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, I remember calling him a few days later on. Then we had some pretty long. Uh, conversation on the phone yeah. just about the principles of Islam um, the, the principles of, of God the, what Islam teaches you uh, the miracle of the Quran yeah. Um, and yeah the, it, it was Alhamdulillah Allah made it very easy for me because the principles that I already had in my heart yeah. aligned with Islam so they resonated yeah. exactly with regards to being grateful with regards to Everything, everything we have. And you already knew there was a US creator. I already, I already knew there was a creator. Yeah. I just didn't know which who, direct. Who, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I knew that it was important as a human that we have to give thanks. Yeah. That we've got, that we've got to respect our parents. Yeah. That we've got to give in charity. These yeah. were all the things I was already doing off my own back yeah. without Islam. Yeah. Um, so would you say you know you know you probably maybe already learned about you know the fitra. Mm-hmm. You heard about the fitra. Fitra like that natural inclination. Yeah. It's like the yeah, and, and you know everyone's born with the fitra, mm-hmm. but because of our environment, it's like a, it's like it's a blurred, glass, and yeah, yeah, it, gets, yeah. it gets like spoiled and stuff like that. So <laughs> your fitra, if it's clean, if it's, it's good, like you know, if you've already got the whom, it's because it's naturally in in the human. If it's good, like you already said, you got those principles and you believe in it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just don't know who who which which direction which to go. Direction to go. Okay, yeah. that, that's exactly it. Because so after I, I, good, yeah. after I spoke with with Faisal a few times, uh, he invited me to the Mashid. Yeah. Uh, I went to Mashid Sunnah, and we went to we went to Drummer, um, and we missed the English version, okay. so we had to go to the Arabic version. Yeah. So obviously, as the first time in a mosque, I had no idea what anyone was saying. Yeah. I. I was copying him for the prayer and I just remember sitting there um, and looking at the imam who was leading and I just, even now I just remember looking at him and hearing the Quran being recited yeah. and well, it just made me want to cry. Yeah, it touched like, your heart. It just, yeah. I was so confused. Yeah. I had no idea what he was saying. But still you feel But my heart was... I, like I was so emotional. Yeah. I just I wanted just to even now thinking about it. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it, it does it. It wells me up a little bit. Yeah, um, and then this guidance is from Allah. Isn't it? This, this is yeah. this is why I say Alhamdulillah because it is Allah guided me to Islam. Yeah. Um, there's for me. There's but you no still had to make a big decision because also like you know and I was going to now say. And even when you were back before you made that question, were you still like you know the pressure of family or what their friends? Yeah, had? of course. How did that? How did you think of about course, that? Of course, of course. So like I said, mm. after after I went to uh, the Masjid for the first time, yeah. um, I spent a lot of time just researching and just doing my own yeah. my own due diligence studying, on, on yeah. Islam, yeah, my own studying. And I remember I watched I watched a video. Um, it was like a, a video for kids, if anything, yeah. uh, on on Islam. Yeah. And it was basically like the uh, forty-seven facts yeah. of the Quran. Yeah. And it spoke about all, all the amazing facts that the Quran covers about us as humans, the yeah. earth, yeah. the scientific like things. The, yeah, like this is it. All the scientific factors on on humans, how how we how we reproduce, yeah. the seas, how the mountains yeah. act, the the 
everything. Yeah. And um, I remember that I think there was also like the miracles of like, uh, what's it called? You know, like even the Romans' history mm. when Allah made said the Romans were going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the, and, and this <laughs> is it. it yeah. And I remember seeing that video, and literally, I was just like, "How can anyone deny that this is not the truth?" Yeah, like it's. You, you can't not be denied if you, if you look at Islam with an open and sincere heart yeah for me I see no understanding in, as to how it could not be the truth yeah. or, and how it is not the word of God because you have to have clean intentions yes intention. of course of course yeah. um, so like I said when when I accepted that myself um, I remember when I took my shahada um, straight from the masjid I went to my dad's um, and I told my family I was looking into Islam um, yeah beforehand yeah before I said yeah I said I'm just I'm looking into it um, and they was all a little bit like oh don't do anything too dramatic don't do, <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. um, and I remember the day I took my shahada um, and I went home and I didn't I didn't say anything to my dad or anything at the time yeah. but when I did start sort of drip feed it to my family yeah, yeah I had quite mixed emotions or mixed feedback um, my white grandparents who were Catholic the love I've received from them over the years has, has been amazing. Yeah. Um, and really, the, I, I don't think I have anyone who cares for me the same way as they do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when I told them that I'd referred to Islam, they was very, very worried. Yeah. My granddad was like, and, and this is what, this is what, it is so sad how sort of the media can portray yeah, Islam. Yeah, the culture. It's it very sad um, yeah. because those two, as two white English people of 70 years old, yeah. they have little if not no exposure to Muslims yeah. besides what they see on TV yeah. they don't live around Muslims have no Muslim friends so, so is it difficult for them yeah to so so when I told them my granddad was like what like you're not gonna start like joining people who blow all things up and <laughs> generally yeah. and I'm saying I said granddad I said this is this is not what the religion is like that's yeah. um, it's the image it? that's why I'm saying the image you create the media created it broke ground. Well, it it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. Um, so that was a bit, so that was challenging. What about your parents? How? Did yeah. You so my mother, um, she was she was okay because at first she was a little bit wary, mm-hmm. um, and then I remember speaking to people in the masjid and they said, "Look, don't show people for words. Show people for actions." Yeah. Um, and only naturally, being a Muslim, that's what happened. Yeah. Um, before Islam, I was. I, I was always, I've always been quite a, a well behaved. You always a self leader anyway. Yeah, but I've, I've definitely been down some wrong, some wrong roads. Yeah. Uh, whether it was hanging around with the wrong people, yeah. making money the wrong ways, yeah. um, a lot of fighting. I used to, when I used to sort of go out and I'd be drinking with friends. We used to fight a lot, and, yeah. and that's as a son. That's I think that was really what helped convince my mum. Yeah. Because she, she, she saw from what I was a, a man who was going out drinking alcohol a lot fat like she'd see me on a Sunday my knuckles would be bruised I'd have black eyes and obviously for a mum it's it's scary it's it's not nice Um, so she worried for me a lot she worried for me a lot Um, and alhamdulillah after after taking my shahada she saw that I weren't hanging around these people I weren't in these environments obviously I weren't drinking alcohol I weren't fighting Um, so she was really just happy to see the personal development in me as a person yeah um, my dad, Subhanallah. I remember when I, when I told my dad that I, I, I took my shahada. He was he sort of took the brave dad approach, and he was like, "Right, I don't know much about Islam, but if you're if you're a Muslim, I want to go to the mosque and see what is you doing." Yeah, 
Yeah. Alhamdulillah, three months later, we took a shahada. MashaAllah. <laughs> so, That's great. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. So now where we are, obviously, we have Ramadan coming up. Yeah. Uh, this will be his first Ramadan. Yeah. Um, and so for you, did you have it before, yeah, Christian Ramadan was after Christmas? Yes, you, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So you've already had one. Yeah, like, I had my first March, Ramadan last year. March, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, How was that? How did you find that's the first time you fasted 30 days in your life? Yeah, um, mashallah, it, it was it was beautiful. Um, I lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I lost a lot of weight because um, naturally I'm always been quite a, a big guy anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, them, but yeah, I lost I lost a lot of weight for Ramadan, but Alhamdulillah is still you carry on training. Or was you, you no, no, I carried on training. Yeah, um, and you know what? Even from a training aspect, like. Some points that was the strongest I've felt. Yeah. Like I'd be training with my friends who were drinking water, eating, yeah. and I'd become stronger than them yeah. through Ramadan. And yeah, yeah and, and this is this is the thing. It's it's a miracle. It, it literally is nothing less than a miracle because all the things that we gain from fasting and and being Muslims surpasses like a spiritual strength. It's yeah. what you feel from from everything. But yeah, it was. Yeah, I can't wait for Ramadan because even last Ramadan that was the highest my man's been. Um, and this time you're gonna do it with your dad, inshallah. So <laughs> inshallah, inshallah. Yeah. So what about your siblings? Have you got siblings? Yes, I have uh, one younger sister. Um, she's only around two, three years younger than me. And I have what a did she of, think when you when you embrace Islam? She was a. She was okay. Um, same again. She's quite a person who. She's quite spiritual herself. Yeah. Uh, not religious, but quite spiritual. Yeah. Um, but the same again. She. A similar approach to my mum. Yeah. She was happy just to see the development in me as a person. Yeah. yeah. Regardless of their own beliefs, yeah. they saw me go from someone who was really on the edge of doing a lot of bad things, yeah. putting himself in bad positions, hurting other people, hurting myself, yeah. to someone who matured a lot, prioritised his family a lot more, yeah. behaved, um, and really started educating himself. So from their aspect, they were, they were happy just to see the growth. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I became interested in habits. So for me, all the things you're talking about is like thinking habits, emotional habits, yeah. spiritual habits, relationship yeah. habits. When I say the word habit, what's the, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? When you say habits, what comes to my mind? The first thing that pops into your mind, yeah. The first thing that pops into my mind is things that you are doing out of your control. Yeah. Really, or, or things that you do without hesitation, without yeah. all in all in naturally, right. um, yeah. because it's habits. Are, it's I've, I've read a few books on habits. Yeah. Um, it's it's a very important thing, it's uh, and, living, and yeah. if it's not managed, if habits aren't managed correctly, yeah. they're very very dangerous. Yeah. Um, for me, with habits, it's about understanding the trigger points and yeah. the rewards of a habit. If you can understand. What triggers a habit? Yeah. So whatever the habit is, what is it in your day, or whatever it is in your emotion that yeah. triggers the habit? Yeah. And what's the reward? What's the feeling you get yeah. when you when you complete the habit? Yeah. I, th I feel like if you can zone into whatever the trigger is. Yeah. Let's say for our, let's say for our, say smoking. Yeah. You'll find that some people will have the habit of smoking, whether they do it at a certain point through the day, yeah. whether it's when. They wake up, whether it's after they eat on a break. Yeah. And then they can also understand the reward, whether it's the relief. If they can try and manage manage the trigger point, yeah. so when they do feel triggered, <laughs> replace it with something else. Yeah. And then try and seek the reward elsewhere or yeah. a diluted version of it. Yeah. 
ما شاء الله لكن تل يو ريد انه حاجه بس كوز لو بيبل لايك موست ذات بيكوز يو نو ما شاء الله بيكوز يو سمبر يو ستديز اند ليرنز اند ستاف لايك ذات بس وات اي ريلايز ويز ا لوت اوف بيبل دي وين بين اتنشن تو هابيت بيكوز اتس جست سمثينغ لايك يو نو سو كومن وي تيك ات فور جرانت ان ات اند وين بيبل دونت ريلايز ذا اكستراوردينري باور اوف هابيتس اند ذات وات اي ريلايز ذا هابيتس وير درايفن سو ماتش اوف ا بيهيفيور وي لايك يو نو وين يو سي سمثينغ اوت اوف يور كنترول بيكوز اتس اوتوماتيك يو نو اتس اوتوماتيك بيهيفيور اوتوماتيك بيهيفيور يا وي لايك يو نوت ثينكينغ بات ذا ثينغ اي ديسكفرد And but that's my goal is to uh, create a new level of awareness in it. But Masha, yeah. you already know about it. What I discovered from there is is a special type of memory, and and the reason why is because it needs a trigger. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Because it needs to trigger a cue, which you just do it without you not thinking. So it's a special type of memory. You know what you just say? Like sometimes you eat, and then that triggers it yeah. without yeah. you not realizing. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes you wake up, or sometimes you know the reward if you've had a stressful day, and you link it with. You in this case, smoking, smoking. Yeah. but some people it could be a little joy, it could be alcohol, mm-hmm. it could be whatever, and it triggers it. And I would think that's interesting to know. It's it's a unique, it's a unique mental system that is still, no one still understands how it works, but it's a unique mental system that organizes and drives your everyday thinking and behavior. Yep. That's why when you get in the car. You just you probably were thinking about like when you drove all the yeah, way here. Yeah, you just drive automatically. Yeah, automatically. That's why. And the other thing was, I got a new definition. I call it the invisible nuts and bolts of everyday life. The invisible what, sir? The invisible nuts and bolts of everyday yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, mashallah. That's why now. That's why I became interested in like, so it's like when you say you're thinking, so it's your thinking habits. And even before, just to go back to what you said there, even you, like mashallah, before you um, you had goals. You were setting yourself goals, like the thinking habits of I want to achieve that. I want to yeah. do this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We don't even realize that sometimes it becomes automatic because yeah. you think about it so much. Mm-hmm. You think about it's it. It's second nature. Second nature, yeah. And like now, even when you say you embrace Islam, that trigger was like your meditation of the Quran, the imagery, the force, mm-hmm. and then uh, if you think about it deeply and it doesn't go away. It, it, it becomes an emotional yeah. habit and then you're like why is it you start questioning it and it gets your attention because mm. it grabs your attention in it to the point where mashallah you investigated deeply and the reward was being in the masjid and feeling the yeah. fulfillment in my heart feeling <laughs> the connection yeah. the, feeling that it was the fulfillment of the emptiness that I once felt when I was comparing it to my desires desire, yeah that's why you know that's what I'm saying because what I realized is when we chase you know even when you ch- you know when we chase desire It's natural human because there's a part of our soul that's inclined. You know, Allah says, yeah. in the nafs al-amara to bisu. That's the part of our soul that's inclined to evil. But like evil is in bad habits, temptation, desire, ease, and all these. And so that means there's a part of us that's wirelessly yeah. attracted to whether it be girls. Some people would be girls. Some people would be money. Mm-hmm. Some people would be fame and yeah. reputation. Everybody's different, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some are politician yeah. and stuff like that. But everyone has got that weakness where they, there's like something attracts them. And then if we follow that, the problem we've got is we assume it will bring us... Happiness. <laughs> which, which it doesn't. Which, but, it's, but the thing is, it's only when you actually reach there, mashallah, you, you reach there. Do you know what Indeed. I mean? Some people are still chasing it and if you were to tell them now... Some, a lot of it, Yeah, this is a thing because we get told this, whether it's through Islam or even just people of experience saying, yeah. stop chasing women. <laughs> Because it, it won't bring you happiness. More yeah. likely, it'll bring you trouble. Yeah. It'll bring you multiple children, yeah. a lot of stress, yeah. and it'll cost you a lot of money. Um, bad reward. Bad reward. But inshallah, if you remind me, um, yeah. I have a book that I've read on habits. Yeah. Inshallah, I'll give it. I'll give it. Yeah. Give it, 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 it What's it called? Just a list. Um, it's called. 
I think it's called the power of habits, and the 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 front of the book is um, a mouse that's on, you know, like a. a I think it's a child, child, um, child do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Child it's Charles that begins with a D. Yeah, and um, I know, I know, I know you read that book. Have you read the book? Yeah, yeah, Have I you know read that book. Yeah. yeah, I know that one. That... He's, he's a New York Times said it's Charles Duhigg or something like that. It's D. H-U-G-G It's definitely Charles D something Yeah D something Because um, even there They speak about the habits That the top performers In the world Like they compare like um, What's the The American swimmer called uh, Michael, Michael. F- yeah, yeah. They speak like they compare his habits throughout yeah. every single. And day. it was the American football coach. It was the American? You know, he talked yeah, about yeah, the, yeah. the American. There was a coach in it who used the habit, and he got the blaze. You know, like where you know he said he got them to make a decision. Like he don't want them to make decisions. Don't make decisions. <laughs> they just work to. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. I've got now nah, because I, I have a habit of reading. I have a habit of talking about habits, isn't it? <laughs> That's <laughs> so a good habit. About, yeah. <laughs> well, it, my missus and my kids, they say they're fed up of it. <laughs> <laughs> my missus is like, ah, oh, you made me hate that topic. <laughs> They'll be grateful one day. Yeah, no, no, to be honest with you, I think they're starting to change because I see her sometimes telling the kids and say, you got Selman, I love one of our little kids named Selman. He goes, Selman, you always, you need to change that habit. Yeah. And I say to her, what do you say? <laughs> but even mashallah that that yeah. that is the wisdom because being able to identify something as a habit yeah. is the first step a lot, a lot of people have habits yeah. and they say I, I don't do that yeah. or, 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 I, or I'm in control of it yeah. whereas no you're not it's, it's understanding that is that's the, that's the first step no you know what you're right it's awareness because obviously mashallah because you've made a lot of positive changes you know when you this is what I realise you know when you make a lot of positive changes in your life mm. you become aware you become more self aware yeah. on a deeper level than the average person because when you start to make changes you start to pay attention to the triggers in it yeah. and then that means you because because from the trigger like stimulus or reaction mm-hmm. to the action there's a gap in yeah. it and to stay with that gap is unbearable in yeah. it yeah it is <laughs> it's unbearable that's the drive that's, that's the drive yeah. towards the habit yeah so it, well, that's why I realised that if you, that's why like even with your meditation like in habit if you create that you know like that mental space mm-hmm. you now aware of like the thoughts that are shooting through your head or the reward you're sinking yep. from that. So I realize that when you go on a journey of change, positive change, you become aware where a lot of people are not aware because they haven't gone through that journey. Yeah. And one of the um, a quote I, I always share with people, uh, Muslim, non-Muslim, everyone, I tell, and I learned this from, um, what's his name? Oh, uh, his name was... Is it Benjamin Franklin, who's an American yeah, year yeah, president? Yeah. yeah, he, 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 and there was a, there's a book, there's a book actually, an interesting book called Invisible Gorilla. Right. And it's called the Invisible Gorilla, and it shows that how it's, um, how we, it's basically a book, a book about attention, mm-hmm. that we're not, we don't pay attention to everything. Yes. And even later on, you can check on YouTube, put on the Invisible Gorilla. Mm-hmm. So they've got a group of players a group of players doing basketball. So somewhere wearing like a white shirt, like you know, like a white jumper, like that. And some are wearing, and so uh, some are wearing black. So they got the group to do pass and move, pass and move on the basketball in it, mm-hmm. and they're in a little small space. And while they're doing that, in the midst of it, a guy in a gorilla suit came and went like this, and then they went. So they recorded it afterwards. They showed the students and said, "Did you see anything strange?" Fifty mm-hmm. percent of those participants did not see 
the griller. Yeah, yeah, the ones yeah. who saw it could not believe it. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the whole point of it, they show that we don't pay attention to mm-hmm. a lot of things. And there's many other experiments. But the, when I was reading the book, the, one of the first quotes he started off was Benjamin Franklin's quote, and I was catching this today over from my notebook. He said, there's three things that's extremely hard. Metal, diamond, and to know yourself. <laughs> yes. So yes. I realized that that triggers so much going on. We don't and the Somalians. We say, we say it's not how you know yourself, but how you are known. So that mm-hmm. means the people around us mm-hmm. don't know. Uh, it, it's, it's those who judge. Yeah, it, it's those who. who yeah, yeah. yeah and even like you know, even even as if you know, like in fitness, you have coaching in swimming. Yeah, yeah, indeed. and the coach would he give you feedback? Like, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, because you could, could you yourself see that this day? <laughs> no, definitely not. It's, it, yeah, that was the same throughout tar boxing, boxing. When I'd be doing things or or, or on the pads or even sparring, they yeah. say after you throw the shot, you drop your hand. Yeah, I said no, I don't. I said yes, you do. <laughs> and then maybe I do it and then get hit, and I'm like, oh, okay, yes, I do it. And, yeah. and you're right. It's, and, and that's what I'm saying. The same way like that, I realize that a lot of us are not aware. Like to go back to the point where we say, no. that's why we're not aware of so much of our behavior because yeah. it goes on instinctively mm-hmm. without not, uh, not a lot of us being yeah, aware of that. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Guys, that's it for today's episode. Inshallah, we'll continue with our conversation and discussion with our dear brother, Theo Smith, in next week's episode. Until then, take care. And please do remember that the habits of the heart, habits of the mind, habits of the soul and the habits of the body do matter. They shape our existing and our future in this life and the year after. And you don't decide your future, you decide your habits and your habits will decide your future. Please always keep that in mind. And please, if you found this beneficial, do me a favor and share it with family and friends. And until the next episode, inshallah, take care and I wish you success in this life and the year after. And I ask Allah to give us all Rabbanatina fi dunya hasanatan wa fil akhirat hasanatan wa qina adabanar Oh Allah, give us good in this life and day after and safeguard us from the punishment of the hellfire Ameen Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh